Hello and welcome back to Narma Narma. This is episode number 31 and I'm so excited because it's one that we've been planning for a long time and thinking about for the majority of our lives. It's all about Miley Cyrus and her career and how it has evolved and changed with us as people. I really liked recording it. It's just me and Alexis this time. We experimentally recorded at midnight to see if it would be more fun or less fun or whatever and I will say it does get a little bit sleep over everything's funny vibes towards the end but you know we thought we'd try it so here you go great new episode please visit the links in the link tree for extra content or for um, links to how to support black lives matter etc 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 um yeah i think that's it pretty good also listen to bad bunnies newest album because it rips have you listened to the new bad bunny album (laughs) i have not have you yes it fucking slaps does it oh it just hit number one on Billboard albums and beat out Ariana Grande and Miley Cyrus both. And it's the first time an entirely Spanish language album has been number one in the history of the world. That's awesome. I'm honestly so surprised that America is listening to this album that is entirely in Spanish. But it is so fucking good. He has literally billions of youtube streams billions of spotify streams he was on fallon and cordon this year and is now the first entirely spanish language album to be number one that's awesome that album fucking rips i will have to listen to that (laughs) i'm so glad he beat ariana and miley I'm, like, confused how he did it, to be perfectly honest. I don't know. Like, that whole album has to be so good for all of us to be like, we don't care. We know, like, a couple pronouns in Spanish. Mm, Is it because uh, the Selena Netflix thing came out? Like, maybe people are trying to do a thing. Oh, maybe. Maybe people are doing a thing. That's awesome, though. That's really great. That makes me happy. Yeah, that's way better news than Grammys getting rid of the urban category, but not really. We need to talk seriously (laughs) about how they are categorizing music. It's horrible, dude. I don't understand why Miley's albums are pop, 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 when it's literally like country, pop, psychedelic rock. It's taken me some time to come to terms with it, because as like... A young child growing up obsessed with music and like kind of feeling like I have to respect Grammys. I was a kid and everyone in my family and everyone around me was watching the Super Bowl. I didn't care because I just wanted to watch the Grammys. Like I felt my entire life I had to respect whatever they said, but they're so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. They're urban category. Absolutely ridiculous. Thinly veiled racism. Child of the Creator said it. Yeah, which thank God he did. Somebody needed Someone some. We've been waiting to... for somebody to say it on a on the actual stage. Right. <laughs> Justin Bieber's mad because he made an R and B album and it was categorized as pop. Right. We are not blind. We can see that Justin Bieber is a white boy, and that's probably why they put him in pop. That's why they put him in pop. When I saw that all of Miley's albums are pop, actually, does she have like a first one that maybe got a country classification? I don't know. Everything in the past 
eight years has been pop. When I listened to Plastic Hearts and I was reading comments about it, there were people who were like, this reminds me of like 2009 Miley, it's very country. And by country, I think they meant that it had like a slide guitar. I was going to say because it had a guitar in it. No, it, it specifically had a slide guitar. <laughs> Which, when I heard it, I was like, whoa, Miley's taking some country aspects. But it doesn't make it, I don't know, it's... Well, on her Instagram, she's saying, like, this is currently the number one rock album. Right. Which, considering that Ariana Grande is definitely pop and Bad Bunny is uh, Latin urban... That's apparently a music style. Latin but really sounds like an ethnic classification, but, you know, no one asked me. <laughs> so I saw the... When I was like, okay, if this isn't rock, has have all of Lady Gaga's albums been considered pop? So I looked, and they have. I need to look up Pink, because when I listened to her last album, it was very reminiscent of a lot of Pink's albums to me. Mm-hmm. Misunderstood is definitely, like, R&B pop. Yeah, I think Pink gets a little bit of R&B. Try This is like pop rock. I'm Not Dead, I would say would be pop rock. A lot of what Miley does reminds me, I hate comparing artists, but it's very it's very reminiscent of what Pink does in pop to me. I'm referring to like the Apple Music classification, but I just typed in rock albums to see what comes up. And the first one is Harry Styles' Self-Titled. Which, when you click on it, it says pop, but it does have rock elements. I actually looked it up earlier to see if it was pop or rock, according to Apple Music, but I think they might technically kind of have it as both. Number two is Kendrick Lamar, which, if you click it, is hip-hop, right? but it comes up under rock. And then Pink Floyd, and then Metallica. Interesting. And then Bad Bunny. Really? Yep. That new album. Wow. Fire, dude. Because, like, even when listening to Plastic Hearts, did you listen to it? Mm Mm-hmm. It's... There were a lot of elements that were very country rock to me. Oh, definitely. But then I was like, I, w- I couldn't actually be super mad that it was under pop. No, yeah, I I wouldn't have put it under country. If I had to choose one genre, one vague genre, I would put it under pop. I guess my only concern with the way that music is classified is that I don't... I sometimes get nervous that they're classifying the artist and not the sound. I know, I don't know enough about it, but I know that there's, like, a process that goes between artists submitting their work to be nominated. Oh, for the Grammy? Yeah. I'm not sure if Justin Bieber's, like, I'm submitting this as only an R&B album, or if he's just, like, I'm submitting this album. And then if the Grammys take that and determine it. Right. Alright, so, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Originally in Hannah, Montana. Never seen it. Same. I had a personal vendetta against Hannah, Montana. So it started in 2006. Mm-hmm. I felt like it repla- or it was trying to replace Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie ended in 2004. So I was a big fan of Lizzie McGuire. And uh, when Hannah, Montana rolled on, I was angry. I didn't understand, you know, the big picture. I was a child. I didn't understand what was happening. I just thought (laughs) Miley Cyrus was trying to ruin Hilary Duff at the time. I was like 10. Yeah, right, because she replaced Lizzie McGuire as far as you were aware. As far as I was aware, she picked up Lizzie McGuire and 
shoved her down the toilet. Because Hannah Montana's whole plot line is that she has a double life as a pop star. Right. Which was a wig. But no one <laughs> recognizes that her face is the same. And I was upset because I understood Lizzie. I loved Lizzie. I respected Lizzie. She was the only, like, normal girl on TV. She was so normal and, like, weird. And, like, didn't know what a bra was. That's what I didn't like about Hannah Montana when I heard about it coming from my friends. And part of why I didn't want to watch it. I don't relate to somebody who's, like, normal at school, but a international pop star when they're not at school. For me, like, yeah, like, even That's So Raven, I secretly liked, but I didn't outwardly liked because I was like, no, I don't get her. I don't have psychic powers. It was, like, the same thing, except everyone was obsessed with Hannah Montana. People our age watched it, but probably had a stronger audience a couple years younger. Uh, I just found out today when I googled the words Hannah Montana that Mitchell Musso had to keep his hair long to cover the fact that he had pierced ears on the show. And I think Disney's kind of whack for that. (laughs) Wow, that seems very... That's a little bit antiquated, I would say. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Honestly, if I'd known that he had pierced ears... That's a huge draw! Yeah, exactly. I would have been like, oh, that boy's hot. I'm gonna watch Hannah Montana. That's a cute boy with pierced ears. I'm gonna watch it. He has, like, beaver hair, but it's slightly too long because it has to cover his pierced ears. But if he just had beaver hair... Yeah. Fuck the Disney Channel. They don't get their audience at all. They really don't. Ever since they ended Lizzie McGuire, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. I'd say Disney as a whole went in the toilet when Lizzie McGuire ended. (laughs) Never made another TV show that made any Stocks went down. Never made another good movie. So that's Hannah Montana. And Hannah Montana sings. And Billy Ray Cyrus is in the show. I don't know about you, but like for me, I was at an age where I was like, my brother's older brother is kind of starting to get into country. Country is lame. Country is stupid. Billy Ray Cyrus is a loser. Dude, they literally could have gotten an, a wider audience of you and I and people like us if they had let Mitchell Musso show his damn ears. If they had let Mitchell Musso show his damn ears. Because they were like, we're country stars, blah, blah, blah. And then you find out that Billy Ray did Achy Breaky Heart and you're like, okay, that's lame. That's lame. <laughs> <laughs> But if there had been a best friend character with pierced ears and, like, scene boy hair, come on. If they had really driven into the scene boy thing, I was, like, ten. I was weak enough to just fucking... What was I doing? I was boycotting the Disney Channel, so... (laughs) Yeah. they could have gotten me into it. Yeah. You know I was trying to find shit to watch in secret. They were talking about Hannah Montana living a double life, but we know who was really living the double life. You know he was in a punk band in Quiet. I think he did some stuff. That was Anna Montana. That was Years of Our Life. Wasn't it Musso in um, Metro Station? Who was he? With Trace? Uh, yeah, he was in Metro no, Station. No, he was Stop, stop, stop. I fucked okay. up. No, he's really stuck to the Disney Channel. His photo looks like he works at a van store on Wikipedia. Mason Musso. Mason Musso. Oh, that's his brother. Whose brother? Mitchell's. Okay, so Mason and Trace Cyrus, two brothers, met on the set of Hannah Montana and made Metro Station. Oh my god, so their siblings are like shooting this kid's TV show 
And they're like, you know what? Fuck Disney. We're gonna make a we're gonna make a scene band with the most perverted lyrics. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And then guess what? We are both more loyal to Metro Station, which is creepy and bad. Like the music is bad. It's bad because they were doing their own thing. Then we either of us ever were to Hannah Montana because Hannah Montana wasn't doing her own thing. No, she was doing what people thought she should do. Wow. I hope Disney learned their lesson. If you put on the Hannah Montana theme song, I'm it's gonna... also a banger. Honestly. Yeah, it's also a banger, but I'm probably going to walk away and get a drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't pause it to go in the other right, room. But if Shake It came on, I wasn't walking away. No, you're engaged. Glad we got that sorted out. All right, so then came... Then she had to grow up. So... At this point, I still hated Hannah Montana, but I had a really deep personal vendetta. I really can't explain that enough. I was at a freshman year sleepover, and they put on the last song, the movie starring Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. What was I going to do? Say no? Right. I watched it. It was amazing. Is that the one based on a Nicholas Sparks book? I think so. Pretty sure. Have you seen that movie? No. I'm sort of aware of it, like an emotional teen movie. Dramatic lighting. Yeah. And that's where The Climb came out. And at this point in my life, still like, that The Climb's a stupid song. That's how I felt at first. Then, pretty much, as soon as she got out of that phase, I respected The Climb. If you had told me in 2010 that I would respect Miley Cyrus as much as I do today, I would not have believed you. I would have said you were stupid. You were going to say, yeah, you mispronounced Hillary Duff. You mispronounced Hillary Duff. (laughs) And I think that was around the same time she did a cover of Jolene. Mm -hmm. It was. Very unhappy about it. I was upset. I was offended. I thought it was cool (laughs) because I knew a Dolly Parton song before Miley Cyrus sang it. That was the first time I heard it. No, I knew that song by Dolly Parton and I was so severely upset and offended that Miley Cyrus thought that she could just sing the song. Miley Cyrus is her goddaughter. She can do whatever she wants with that song. (laughs) I was... Yeah. I was 10. 15, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I was... I was stupid. I was... Yeah, I was like 14. So many people said it to me. And I think it was because I tried to be the cool kid who knew like older people. Right. They're like, if I know one person who's heard of Dolly Parton. But it was good. It's really good. I didn't see that cover until, again, she had entered the like wrecking ball phase. And then I, that's when I was like, oh, wow, the climb's really good. And Jolene's really good. When she entered her bangers phase. I mean, she broke the internet. We can't stop. Is one of my favorite pop songs of all time. Do you remember when she did Can't Be Tamed and we were like, wait a minute. Yeah, I remember I was a prude. I was like a prude 12-year-old. Like 16, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a similar thing where I was like, okay, she goes to show her belly button. She's trying to be cool. Oh, she's like Britney Spears now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's showing her body. That's really cool. Mitchell Musa still hiding his ears. <laughs> yeah, I was so against it. I remember watching that music video with my mom on television and being like, this is gross, mom. And my mom's like, yeah, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> yep, same. And then Weekend Stop came out and it's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Amphitame did not hold up either. I've never listened to it again. 
Yeah. Even when I did this podcast, and I was like, I need to look back into Miley. Didn't listen to it. Didn't make the list. It's not a good song. It was just like, it was just the first time of her being like, I'm not a baby child Disney actor. I think it's important to her timeline. Totally. I remember watching that video and like, she's gross. She's not a good person like Hilary Duff is. And then she really sealed the deal by humping Robin Thicke at the VMAs. Am I right? Really clumps into the VMAs when Kanye did his thing. I don't think it was the same VMAs though. I think Kanye did his thing first. I remember seeing the Kanye VMAs like live. Uh, that was 2009 that Kanye did that. Oh, Miley didn't do that till like 13. 2013, yeah. I remember seeing Kanye's thing. That was the first time, like, the VMAs made an impression on me. That was, um... And then I don't remember any VMAs until Miley with Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke really left his mark on the cultural universe that year. Does he still exist? I don't know. I think he evaporated or something. Yeah, I think they just took him out of... They just... (laughs) They, like, deleted the coding in the Matrix that was responsible for Robin Thicke existing. I remember watching that live. Me too. She had the foam finger and the haircut and the like weird like beige almost tape looking. So that was like fall 2013, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That was the first fall out of high school. Yep. That's what I was going to say. I remember being in a weird place. There was a part of my brain that was like, this is kind of cool. But a part of my brain that was like, this is inappropriate. What about Hannah Montana fans? I was surprised because robin thick had just put out such a gross song yeah i couldn't i was have i think maybe in a similar position to you where i was having a hard time figuring out how much of it was like personal empowerment and how much of it was like giving into somebody else especially because i was used to seeing hannah montana as this thing that like fits the disney mold super well like i wasn't sure if she was like this is what i have to do to get fans now that i'm not 15 right but then Wrecking Ball came out. When Wrecking Ball came out, I was somehow viewing the video in the first like hour it came out. And I saw the number of views on it. And I was like, oh, no one cares about this because it doesn't have that many views. I went to show it to my roommate later in the day and it had like 10 million more views. Oh, it just came out. Somehow the difference between her performing with Robin Thicke and releasing the Wrecking Ball music video was like, a giant amount of growth personally hell yeah like this like weird kind of pop girl is just like doing whatever she wants i don't know what it was i don't know if it was just like oh this is cool but this girl is just like doing this and like doesn't give a fuck and she's yeah she knows that people are gonna be mad that she's doing this dude she went she went for it she went balls to the wall if you will literally balls to the wall yeah when you are putting your tongue all over a sledgehammer, you know that's going to leave an impression on the people watching it, and you have to choose to not give a shit. I don't know. I don't know if people respected her at that time. In the, I think everyone was fascinated, for sure. Yeah, people were surprised. People were really surprised. <sighs> Bangers is great. I don't think people recognize it enough for a good pop album. That album produced the most hits. It, it made a lot of people hear her. Yeah, because they fucking bangers dude they're bangers (laughs) one of my biggest regrets in life is not seeing her live on the bangers store so next miley cyrus and the dead pets i would like to take 
like a family feud style poll of a hundred people and ask if they remember this album. I remember seeing her sing one of the songs. She did it on SNL. I remember watching it on SNL. Yeah, she did Space Boots on SNL. It blew my mind. I wa- that was a that was a period of time where I would watch SNL like the day after it was released every week. And I remember watching that and being absolutely blown away with what she had done. I'd never seen anything like that. And I remember after that, the whole bangers thing, I had kind of accepted within myself. Was, I like Miley as a pop star. She's cool. 23's a fun song at the club. We Can't Stop is fun at a dance party. And then when I watched her do that on SNL, I remember being like, oh, she's a lot better than I think she is. That entire album is so off the wall. Like, they collaborated. She collaborated with Flaming Lips to do it. It's, like, completely psychedelic. The album art is disgusting, like, pornographic glitter glue on her face. (laughs) Hard to look at. I listened to the full album for the first time today, which I'm so mad at myself for taking this long to listen to the full album. Think of all the lost time. It's You could have been listening to it. Like, what was that song? BB Talks, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. I get into this, like, difficult place of describing what the word cool means in music, because I think about it a lot. But, like, the song BB Talk by Miley Cyrus and the Dead Pets is universally cool. I'm so mad at myself because I remember watching that SNL performance and being like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yep. And I'm so mad I didn't follow up on it. Also, I had a like dog that died that year, and I think if I would have listened to it, it would made me feel better. Because it's actually about her pets that have died. I don't know. I don't feel like a lot of people know about it. or t- uh, They might know about it, but they don't talk about it. But it's like a really incredible point right. for artists. I don't know. I don't know all of the actual specifics on this, but I there's something about how that album is like outside of her label or like somehow independent and she released it for free on SoundCloud. Like it's a whole project that she did on the side and that's not something you really see from pop divas very often. The reason she started doing that is like with bangers for instance she would like be on tour with it for a year and then be bored and be like i've kind of outgrown this and she wouldn't be able to necessarily like rework every single song in the album but that's why she liked the idea of like dead pets and stuff because i don't i don't have enough information if miley has done this but i know like when kanye west has released albums only on stream He'll change the songs for weeks coming after he releases the albums. He'll redo verses over and over and over again until he's satisfied with what those verses sound like. So I think, from what I understand from what she said, she kind of likes the idea too. Of like, I can put something out into the world, but it's not necessarily a finished product. I wouldn't be surprised at all if she did that. My The first time I noticed someone do that was when Taylor Swift did it. If Taylor Swift can do it, Miley Cyrus can do it. When did Taylor Swift do it? The song she did with Brandon Yuri. Brandon Yuri. Really weird little moment in the song where she went, Spelling is fun! I remember that. 2016, I think the year was? Uh, Kanye had an album out. He released the album on Tidal, and there was one song 
where he kept re-releasing it, and he would change the verse. Like, it was a song featuring Sia and Chance. I could be wrong. He kept re-releasing it, where, like, the verses would change, and then the chorus would change, and then, like, one week he would take out Sia. And, like, every time I would listen to it, I'm like, oh, this is my favorite version of it. And, like, it was kind of cool, but then, like, the version he ended up with was sick. Like, I loved it, and I'm so glad that that's the song he ended up with. But, like, it was kind of fun, like... I remember when he announced that album, me and my cousin had, like, planned, like, a listening night, and, like, we had a whole night surrounded by listening to that album when it came out, and then, like, the week following, we're like, did you hear the new version of this song? Did you hear the new version of this song? And it was kind of fun, but I could also understand why people would hate that. (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't feel like wanting to be, like, super engaged, it would probably be upsetting, but it's like a fan club otherwise getting exclusive content i half expected the dead pets album to disappear at some point (laughs) yeah yeah i was surprised how easily accessible it was i mean especially when she first transitioned into younger now and all that it felt like maybe she would try to scrape it off of her record because of how fucking weird that album is from what i've seen from her she's proud of it and like she was a really big fan of, like, Flaming Lips. So, and, like, even now, she's sober, but she still doesn't denounce that album. Yeah, because it's just part of the whole thing. And that album, from what I understand, is... You should look up... Have you seen tour photos? Yeah. Dead... I... I'm so mad! I wish I could have been there! You weren't paying enough attention. I wasn't paying enough attention. I just... I'm glad, even though it makes me upset, I'm glad I saw that SNL performance pretty early on. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw it the day after it aired. You didn't fast forward through it? No. Because uh, it was Miley Cyrus, so I watched it, but... I wonder, I feel like Billie Eilish managed to do a lot more creepy stuff because Miley Cyrus was creepy a little bit first. Yeah, I think Miley Cyrus holds a pretty strong role in that weird like pop goth role she's doing a medieval christmas this year what was it that was described funny it was a goth medieval christmas according to vanity fair yep but it's just that she said she wants a black tree and she wants to put upside down crosses on it which i don't think is a lot of people do that these days but i love it i'm going through vampire phase so yeah great good for her uh, all right, 2017, Miley Cyrus puts out the Younger Now album. There are 17,000 reasons why I was deeply upset at first. The first one is during the like bangers thing, while she's like on a wrecking ball and licking sledgehammers and whatnot, she started the Happy Hippie Foundation, which helps support homeless LGBT youth. And the Younger Now thing that she did really felt at first like a step backwards like she was like oh i was just experimenting now i'm back to hannah montana days that's how i took it i was like i'm just gonna be normal again being gay is a phase that's what i thought she was gonna do and i got really nervous the other part of it is for the very first time shame on me for taking so long i think but i finally understood cultural appropriation when this happened because i heard adults talking about how they were so glad Miley Cyrus was, like, respectable again after she just went through, like, four years of 
kind of trying to dress and talk black often in videos and stuff. And it was like, oh, I get it. You are putting on like being ratchet as a role, like quote unquote ratchet or ghetto. And you have like a song about wearing Jordans. But then when you put that away in a box, you can just say that was a phase. And then all the white people are like, yeah, sing the national anthem at our baseball game. And that's fine. And you can just put that away. And it's like the same thing with when a white person gets dreadlocks. Like you can get dreadlocks. Employer Potential employers will treat you the way they would treat anyone with dreadlocks. But you could potentially take them off and just be another passable, professional-looking white person. Whereas somebody who is black, specifically, who is always black, can't ever take that off. So anyways... When she did the Younger Now thing, I was like, oh my god, like, she made all all these different elements part of her identity, and then she just threw them in the trash so that she can, like, you know, sing, like, I don't know, I don't know, she, like, looks professional again or something, even though she has all the weird little tattoos and stuff. She was doing, like, um, ultimately singer-songwriter-y stuff, mm-hmm. where it was, like, Colby Calais, Regina Spector, like, that's... I really love and respect both of those artists, but that style of good girl, clean Totally. Like, Regina Spector never humped Robin Thicke with a foam finger, but somehow... That was a sentence I never thought I'd hear anybody say. (laughs) But somehow, like, Miley did do that. Even though you said Regina Spector didn't do these things, that was a lot for me to take in. (laughs) But, like, Miley Cyrus did do those things, and somehow they are exactly the same. Right on this platform even though because we're just willing to forgive that so i mean i just i don't know so it really didn't sit right and it took she really had to prove that she wasn't giving up on the queer community and i actually don't know if she ever like addressed any of that other sort of appropriative stuff but in any event it seems like she's still willing to acknowledge those parts of her life the way she talks about like growing up at least now in like 2020 She's been very like, yeah, like my dad doesn't use the internet and he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. And like when. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. And when we grew up, he didn't want me to be famous and he didn't want this. Like, she, she is clearly in 2020, which I think could have been very different in 2016, 2017, 2014. She's very like, he tried to like find a balance kind of. Mm-hmm. Where, obviously he had all this money but they were living in tennessee and like trying to find that balance of like homegrown tennessee country kids and famous billy ray everyone every human being goes through phases with different interests and different like expressions i just didn't like and still don't like how much of a value judgment was placed on like oh during banger she's a slut and we don't respect her and she's like hanging out with wiz khalifa or whoever the fuck People were mad, but then it was like, oh, good, now she's good again. Yeah. And she would never be friends with a boy who has their ears pierced. I had people who were like, isn't Miley, like, Christian now? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And it was because she had, like, this cutesy album that everyone was like, oh, okay, she's no longer appropriating. It was like... Dude, everyone was so stoked that she stopped appropriating, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Their reasons were, I love white people. Right. The reasons were, yeah, exactly. She's acting white now and we're happy about it. And it wasn't like... They weren't stoked she was staying in her lane. They were stoked that 
she returned to white news. Right. All of that unsettled me too hard when that album came out. I have so many memories of being like 21 and leaving a club and being like 23. Great song. But also, we know. The thing with specifically Jordans, if you're going to appropriate something, is there are so many people who wear Jordans their entire life. Miley, I just can't imagine confidently like wearing Jordans for the first time and like a month later releasing releasing a song about it. Yeah. And she said like I never listened to We Can't Stop. I never listened to that type of music. Like I didn't connect with it, relate with it. But I knew it was a good song and I believed in it. She started like covering Led Zeppelin songs. On her bangers tour, because she said that she was getting bored of the bangers album. Part of the deal with pop music is that it's fun to sing along to. I feel like fans of pop music are more right. likely to be offended if the song is altered when they see it live. Because they're there to sing along, not to see like, right. art. She was playing some festival with Paul Simon. And Paul Simon was like, I don't know any of these songs you're playing. What are you playing? And she said, oh... I'm just sick of playing all these other songs, so I'm playing these songs. And I guess Paul Simon said, listen, if you're playing a festival or, like, a show, you gotta play the songs that they want you to hear. You're gonna play 98% of songs that you hate, and you're gonna play one song that you like. But you have to do it for that. That Cranberries cover that she just did? Absolutely beautiful. She did the Cranberries cover. She did um, a Lou Reed cover. Her covers, her recent covers are the only thing I'll listen to that can break me out of listening to the new Bad Bunny album. <laughs> she did Sweet Jane. I don't know who that is. From Velvet <laughs> It's Velvet Underground. Sweet mm. And it's one of my favorite Velvet Underground songs. She did a Pearl Jam song. I hate Pearl Jam. Why? I just don't get it. Does the name Pearl Jam refer to like you're making a PB and J and you have this one jar full of pearls and you just stick that right in the peanut butter? <sighs> or is it like Mother of Pearl? Oh, is it like a guitar that has like a Mother of Pearl spot on it? Maybe. Or is it like when you're knitting and there's a there's a knit stitch called purling? No, I think that's P U R L. Never mind, can't be that. Anyhow, she does a lot of kill. She does a cover of Doll Parts by Hole. She does? Wait. She do- Why are you looking at me like that? I guess we does talked really- about it. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. I sent it to you when I said, Did your mom send this to you? And you said, No, but I saw it on Instagram. You're right. She has a cover of Doll Parts by Hole, which, if you're not afraid to say you like Hole, is one of the greatest bands, was one of the greatest songs of all time. Mm-hmm. What? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm laughing at if you're not afraid to say you like Hole. I think you're yeah. right. If you're confident in saying you like the band Hole, who's sung by a girl who sings in a grungy style, if you're that fucking brave to say that you like that band, uh, Miley Cyrus's song in Plastic Hearts, Midnight Sky? 
Oh, that song rips. But it's a sample from Edge of Seventeen by Stevie Nicks. And then there's a remix where it like combines Edge of Seventeen and Midnight Sky and it's really cool. I have a hard time talking about Stevie Nicks. So long story. Is that because I recently did a BuzzFeed quiz where I labeled Janice Joplin as Stevie Nicks? Nope. I didn't know that happened. <sighs> At least I know Stevie Nicks as a woman. You're getting closer. So, growing up, when I became a young teen, I got really into the White Stripes. So I got really into Jack White. At that time, I had nobody in my age group who was into the White Stripes or Jack White. Mm-hmm. When I was had just graduated high school, and I had met a friend at work who was like, I love Jack White. Jack White's my favorite person in life. And I was like, hell yeah, let's talk about Jack White. I've been dying to talk to another female about Jack White because the White Stripes featured a female drummer who's underrepresented in the music community as like a cool drummer. Like, she does a lot of cool shit that nobody talks about. And I was stoked. And then the person I was talking to at work was like, no, I don't talk about Jack White. And I said, why? They're like, oh, no, he's just really personal to me. It's not you. I just don't feel comfortable talking about him to anybody. And I was so mad at her. Because I was like, why can't we just talk about her? Why can't we? Did you ever talk about it? No. Like, she refused to talk about Jack White to me. I respect, like, keeping something personal. But she should have at least allowed you to, like, pass a series of tests or something. Right. Nothing. And I resented her for it for years. I've, like, I think about it so often. All I wanted to was talk to someone else about Jack White. So, to tie this to Miley Cyrus, I realized in recent years that I'm doing the same thing with Stevie Nicks. Like, I don't like to talk to people about Stevie Nicks. Because she feels like a very personal aspect to my life. Yeah, I get that. And now... That there have been so many different outlets between, like, American Horror Story and, like, Harry Styles and Miley Cyrus, like, and the boy who was, like, drinking cranberry juice. There been- Dude, Stevie Nicks was huge on TikTok this year. Yeah, like... She's probably the oldest person to have a TikTok moment this year. Yeah, no like, offense. so many people have been, like, obsessed with her. Okay, well, Miley Cyrus. She was vegan, but now she's not. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you think PETA's mad? I don't know. Do you think they're going to throw fish blood at her? <laughs> Specifically fish blood? Yeah, ew, what is I feel like fish blood's probably like like a milky clear color. Right, like it's slimy. I doubt it's blood colored. <laughs> yeah, so basically uh yeah, Miley has a black Christmas tree and Mitchell Musso still has his ears pierced and that's pretty much all that I got for today. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. Um Mitchell Musso, Robin Thicke, Miley Cyrus. I'm gonna kill Musso. What? <laughs> You're leaving Robin Thicke alive? I'm gonna fuck Thicke, obviously. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna marry Cyrus. No, you have to get rid of Thicke. What are you gonna do with Musso? I guess I have to fuck him. What are you going to do with him afterwards? He's going to go home.
I wanted to make a podcast for a really, really, really long time before I was actually able to, and the thing that allowed me to do it was Anchor. Anchor, you can edit the podcast, you can record the podcast, you can invite friends to join it, all on the Anchor app. So you need a phone or a computer, you can go to the library, log in there if you really needed to, you could use an old iPod Touch. It's the most accessible way that I have found to make a podcast, because I really thought that you had to spend a bunch of money and get a bunch of production equipment and whatever in order to do it. But when I figured out I could use Anchor as a platform to host the podcast, they distribute it for me. Um, you probably already know this if you've ever listened to an episode before or if you have seen the description with the tag that says that I make it on Anchor. If you want to do this, if you want to get into it, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app and I swear it's free. Like it's it's so easy. It's the easiest, freest, most free way to host a podcast.